weeks ago, the Lord began to speak to me about boxing. And um, even this morning, I was in worship, and the Lord was taking me back to when I was a kid. And he was talking to me about boxing. And, um, and the way that he came to me was he was talking to me about changing your stance. And, um, <laughs> and, I, and so, so this morning, even as I was sitting there in worship, my dad as a kid, like he didn't treat me like a little girl. He taught me like his kid. And so he would buy us gloves, boxing gloves, like the real leather, old-style type boxing gloves. And he would put them on us. And then we would go outside to the, like, the yard, and he would have us box one another. And so I would box against the guys. And I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Like, that was insane. But that's just the kind of, that's just the kind of thing my dad would do with us. And so I was like, what in the world? So I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, you know, dads don't do that anymore. Like, the generations were so different back there. I was like, I was like spiritually, he was probably getting me ready to, to know how to fight and stand up for myself, you know, even for the spiritual things. And so I started looking at it from a spiritual way of thinking about it. And he didn't even know what he was doing back then. But how the Lord came to me was, um, the Lord says, you know, he's, he, he began to tell me about boxing, and he says, you got to switch it up. Most boxers fight with their right hand, but those that learn how to fight with both and switch to their southpaw, he says their stance and their position changes, even their perspective changes. And so he started showing me that in the spirit. He was like, you keep boxing the same, and you keep going at the enemy the same way you've always gone at him. But now it's time for you to switch your stance into your southpaw and come a different direction. And I was like, oh, I like that, Jesus. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, we're going to switch it up. So that's what we're doing this morning. We're switching it up. And the Lord has been speaking to different, um, different people in here, different things. And we take heed to everybody's revelation and what they're sharing. And so it's not just going to be me up here. It's going to be some other people that we're excited about them sharing the heart of Jesus. But as um, <laughs> he, he began to tell me how the, how the enemy was not going to expect us to switch our stance. He said, you're going to catch him off guard. And he's going to keep thinking that you're going to fight him the same. But this time you're coming a whole different direction. And so I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. And so I started thinking about this song that we used to sing when I was in, in church when I was younger. And it was like, you know, fighting with your hands and your fist and, and what it talks about. And in Psalms 144, if we can turn there, I want us to read that this morning. I think it really speaks volume of the time that we're in right now. And I want to just share that with you guys because... I know the Lord is going to give breakthrough in this, in us switching our stance and our perspective of things, because some of us have been going through attacks lately, but now it's time for the shift, and it's time to switch our stance, and we're going to come a whole different direction than what the enemy expected us to do. And so what he expected you to do, you have to come a different direction and really begin to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, I've always done things this way. But now it's time for me to do it a different way. And change has to come. 
And I don't know about you, but I don't really like change. You can ask my husband. But God has me do the biggest changes in my life I've ever done because I don't like change. So <laughs> he has me pick up and move to a whole different state that I'm not from. He has me pack up, you know, and he has me go out to places that it's uncomfortable sometimes, but he does that on purpose because he's teaching me how to change things so the enemy can't have hold of me. And that's why he's trying to do with you guys too, but we have to take heed to the voice of the Lord. And so let's read on Psalms 144. Praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for battle. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him and he makes the nations submit to me. Oh Lord, what are human beings that you should notice them, mere mortals that should think about them? For they are like a breath of air, their days are like a passing shadow. Open the heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so they bellow smoke. Hurl your lightning bolts and scatter your enemies. Shoot your arrows and confuse them. Reach down from heaven and rescue me. Rescue me from deep waters, from the power of my enemies. Their mouths are full of lies, and they swear to tell the truth, but they lie instead. I will sing a new song to you, O God. I will sing your praises with a ten-string harp for your grand victory to kings. You rescued your servant David from the fatal sword, save me. Rescue me from the power of my enemies. Their, mouth are, their mouths are full of lies, and they swear to tell the truth, but they lie instead. May our sons flourish in their youth like well-nourished plants, and may our daughters be like graceful pillars carved to beautify a palace. May our barns be filled with crops of every kind. May the flocks of our fields multiply by the thousands, even ten of thousands. And may our oxen be loaded with produce, and may there be no enemy breaking through our walls, no going through into captivity and no cries of alarm in our town squares. Yes, joyful are those who live like this. Joyful indeed are those who God is the Lord. And I read this and I was like, you know, this is everything the enemy's coming to attack in our region right now. He's attacking our crops. He's attacking our lands. He's, we're in the deep waters because of the flooding. And here is God. He gives this declaration, and he's saying, look, switch your stance. Don't look at things the way that you're looking at them in the natural. I'm trying to bring change to the region. I'm trying to bring something new, something different that you've may, you may have not have seen before because your stance was still the same. And when you go to different places and you come to different um, different regions, your stance has to change. Your perspective has to change because there's something different God wants to do in every single state and region. And so the Lord right now is really wanting to teach each and every one of us how to change our stance this season, not to keep doing things the same with the patterns of our life and think 
something different's going to happen. He wants us to come to agreement with his spirit right now, with Holy Spirit. And so, I, you know, as we were talking about even families coming in this process and they're, cha- they're, they're agreeing with the change, Zechariah 6.15 says, people will come from distant lands to rebuild the temple of the Lord. And when this happens, you will know that my messages have been from the Lord of heaven's armies. All this will happen if you carefully obey what the Lord your God says. So yeah, they're coming because they're going to, everybody here is going to help to rebuild the temple of the Lord. That we come and worship in unity and he's sending people from different places. Why? Because it's the heaven's armies that are coming together. And all of us have different tools and different things under our belt that God has given us that we need one another. And so he just began to show me this and I was just like so blessed by that. I was recently, uh, I was recently watching a movie called Field of Dreams. And and the Lord just spoke volumes to me through this, through this movie. And there's going to be more shared on this because it's not just me that saw this. It was some of our other um, team, parts of our team that saw this too. And so I'm excited about that because when Holy Spirit speaks, he doesn't just speak to us. He speaks to everybody. Just, we just have to have the ear to hear. So I, I was watching this movie and this guy... You know, today's Father's Day, and I thought it was such a good day to talk about this today because in the movie, maybe you've never seen it, but in the movie, I'll tell you what it's kind of about, but in this movie, Filled the Dreams, he says, my dad was always a farmer. That's all he knew how to do, and he worked really hard being a farmer. He says he was never, ever spontaneous. He just did what he knew how to do. He says, but I want to do something different. I want to do something spontaneous. And he says, so I don't know what God, what God, he says, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know it's going to be something different. Well, this voice comes and talks to him. And it says, if you build it, he will come. And I'm like, and I'm looking at this movie and I'm like, this is what we're doing. God's sending the builders here because we're building the temple of the Lord and as we're building the temple of the Lord, the builders are coming together to help build it because it's too much just for one or two people or five people. It takes a lot of people to build something. It takes a group of people. And so I started thinking about that and even how, how we have dads in our lives that maybe they weren't the best dads at times. Maybe they didn't look like Jesus at times. But here comes God to us, and, and we hear this voice. You know, Noah heard the voice of the Lord, and Noah was told to build it. And Noah comes to God and tells God, hey, if I build this thing, how am I going to get all the animals inside? That's what he tells God. <laughs> Not about all the building he had to do. That was the easy part, I guess, for him. But he was trying to figure out in his mind, how are all the animals get inside once I build this thing, the ark? And, and then <laughs> he comes and he asks God. He's like, man, God, you know, how am I going to get all these animals inside? He's trying to figure it out with his own mind. And God's like, they will come if you build it. So as we're building this thing together, God's going to come. And the people are going to come that need to be fed from this place. And um, it's just, you know, 
through this movie, you know, at the end, he listened to the voice and, and the sound of the voice, and he was obedient to that voice. And as he listened to that voice, there was so much in that, and there's so much prophetic in that movie for now time. It was just uh, because of his obedience, the enemy kept telling him, you're going to lose everything. He, pull, he pulled down all the crops, which when you're a farmer, you don't pull down your crops. It made no sense in the natural. He pulled down all his crops to create a baseball field because he listened to the voice. And God is having us do some changes in our life to listen to the voice. Things don't make sense sometimes of things that he asks for us to do. But in the kingdom of God, it makes perfect sense. Because then he gets that and he blesses it and anoints it because of your, your uh, obedience to him. And the increase came because of the obedience to that voice. And the cars were just lined up of people that came. And the only people that could see the baseball games were people that had childlike mindsets. We have to have childlike mindsets to see the game of the Lord. To see that the bases are loaded and we're about to bring in the runners. We're going to have, we're going to start bringing, we're going to start the, 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 the board the, the scoreboard is about to shift. Amen. I'm just seeing this as I'm talking. I'm seeing this in the spirit. A long time ago, um, Paul Keith Davis had this book. He talked about this with Bob Jones. And um, the scoreboard, it was him. He saw the scoreboard, and it seemed like he, was lo like he was losing. And all of a sudden, God showed up because the enemy was whispering lies. And all of a sudden, everything shifted and moved, and the scoreboard flipped. And so when, what, what he thought was the enemy winning, the score flipped, and it was him winning, and the enemy was losing. So the shift is coming, and we're going to win this thing. And even though right now it looks in the natural that we're losing some things, that we're losing in this game, God comes in and shifts the scoreboard and flips it around because of our obedience to listen to that voice of Holy Spirit. And as he shifts it, then we're like, we're going to have victory and win the game. And so I'm really excited about what God's going to do right now. And you should be excited. You know, Thursday night, Peter was here, and we ran into worship. Our worship team was awesome. And the one thing he said was kawabunga. And cowabunga is not like a normal word you say all the time. And I was like, Lord, why cowabunga of all things? Like, that's not even in, in, in his language. Like, where did that come from? And cowabunga means acceleration. Uh, it makes, say it, Pete. <laughs> I always say the word wrong. <laughs> Exhilaration. You know what cowabunga means? It means a loud shout. We should be saying a loud shout of excitement, cowabunga, and it was something the surfers would say when they would ride the waves. And it's time for us to ride the waves of the glory of God. And I was like, because I just like, I stepped into that prophetic zone and I was like, God, we got to ride these waves and cowabunga, we're going to yell with all our voice of excitement for what he's going to do, that he's going to cause us to win this game. 
and not be with our heads down thinking that we're defeated and that the enemy has won and, and gained some points on us when it's not over till the end of the game and the game's not over yet. We all are still playing, but we have to have childlike mindsets to really see everything God has for us. Because if not, the enemy will come lie and distract you from the very thing God has for you. So the enemy can come and speak to us one way, and then the Lord can come a different direction. And you can hear the voice of the Lord over here. And so you want to switch to your southpaw. And you want to sh shift your stance. And you want to begin to listen to the Lord from your left side and not your right side for a little bit. Because the Lord is going to come this way, not that way for a little while. Because he's doing something different. So if you feel like you haven't been hearing the Lord, you have been. But you have to switch your stance to get a better listen to his voice. That's breakthrough for somebody, I'm telling you right now. That's been a real distraction for you. Because the enemies come to lie to you that you haven't been hearing the Lord's voice. When he's been speaking to you louder than loud, you just have to switch your stance this morning. And it's going to be amazing. So I want to call up... Um, I want to call up Daniel, and uh, Pete, if you have some stuff that you want to add to that, I want to just call up my team up here, because it's going to be so good, the mixture of all of what God has for each and every one of us comes together. It's, gonna, it's like the oil, remember how we talked about the oils coming together? The anointing's coming together, and it smells so good, and it feels so good, so we're just thankful this morning. Come on, we're going to have some fun. So, like, back in Texas, we, we, why did I do that? You notice when I said Texas, I was back in Texas. But, but back in Texas, we used to, uh, we used to do something called, we would have panels. And it was just like a bunch of the guys that are carrying the glory would just want to get together. And they just begin to release what they're seeing and hearing. You know, and uh, so I was telling Alice, man, I just feel like it's going to be a panel. She said, well, I don't know if they know what, like, what does that look like in Ohio? I said, well, it's okay. We're going to adapt. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're changing the stance, right? Um, but, you know, Daniel had, uh, he had such a powerful word for the men's group this Sunday. I mean, this was uh, yesterday. And uh, it, it went right along with what Alice was sharing and, and what's been on our heart since the beginning of even being here in Ohio. You know, I was, uh. I want to say it was Friday or June the 4th. I don't know what, what day it was, but I shared at the, at the men's group yesterday, yesterday how four years ago, because, see, the Lord has been speaking to me about numbers. He always, he's been recently even more so about numbers. You know, when we came to Ohio, we moved here in, to Ohio from the Isaiah 22, 22. See, and that may be a number that you guys have seen for a while. Maybe it's a two, two, twos, a three, three, threes, the fours, the fives. You know, the Lord begins to speak to you in certain ways in certain seasons. And the season we had was the Isaiah 22, 22. I was seeing two, two, two everywhere I went. The clock, it was 222. I would look at a hotel number. I was in room 2222. I mean, it was just a consistent thing. You see, and when God began to speak like that, we have to pay attention because he's trying to grab our attention. You see, the Lord is always speaking to us. Everywhere we look, there is an opportunity to hear and see God in it. 
But sometimes we don't have an ear to hear or eyes to see. So I was in this 22-22 series, and I remember when, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time in this, but when we came to Ohio, I was sitting here, I want to say it was in May, I came and they brought us in as itinerant speakers to speak here. And I remember being at the hotel, and I said, Lord, what do you have in your heart for the emerging streams? What is the word for them? What is the word? So I'm sitting in the hotel, and the Lord began to speak to me. He says, well, I want you to tell them that they're in their Isaiah 22, 22 season. I said, okay. He says, and tell them there's a double-double on that. A double blessing, a double favor, double glory, double honor, double-double, bam, right? It's like a double-double on the Isaiah 22, 22. So I go, and I come in that, that day, and I said, okay, listen, you're in the Isaiah 22, 22. And it speaks about, I will give you the keys to the house of David, and I will open the doors that no man can shut, and I will shut the doors that no man can open. And then there's a double-double on that. Many families that have come have been brought here by the Isaiah 22-22. They've seen it. They've felt it, the double-double. So we've been in this season of the double-double, and we've been in that season, but I've, I've seen the numbers begin to transition. And lately, what I've been into is the whole fours. And for whatever reason, everywhere I go, it's 4-4-4. 44-44, 4 whatever, it's four. I'm like, man, Lord, what are you saying? So I'm going through my Facebook, and I get one of those memories that pops up. And then it says, four years ago today, two or three days ago, four years ago today, we were in a place where we had somebody die. Resur- I mean, like, listen, like this guy died. And it said, four years ago today, my team and myself and Alice, we were there, and I remember, the, I remember asking the Lord, I said, Lord, I've seen miracles, I've seen signs and wonders, but I've never seen something that is, just blows my mind. You know, they talk about raising the dead and creative miracles. I said, Lord, I haven't seen nothing yet. So we're in this meeting, this man dies. Cardiac arrest, flat lines, blue, blue in the body, stops breathing dead for about 30 minutes. You better believe I'm asking the Lord, Lord, is this it? I mean, I was, I, I'm not trying to be selfish, man. He's a dead man. But I'm thinking, man, he's going to be resurrected. So we go, and I'm, my prayer is, God, you said, you said that we would see the dead raised. You see, many years ago, the Lord gave me a word. He said, I've called you to be crusaders of my exploit. You will capture it, and you will tell my story. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I haven't seen nothing yet. But see, as sons and daughters of the kingdom, you and I possess the, 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 the inheritance. We've always talked about the inheritance, the identity, and we have every right to pull down what belongs to us. And guess what? Resurrection power belongs to you and I. So we go and we see this man. Listen, we pray for him. I'm, I'm, we pray for this gentleman, and all of a sudden, the power of God comes in. The breath of God comes and, and he raises from the dead. I'm not, I'm not joking, man. This really happened. Powerful. Blew my mind. 
So four years ago, there's that four again. Four years ago, two days, was a day that it happened. And the Lord began to speak to me. He says, see, I'm beginning to resurrect the dead things around us. And I'm telling you what, there is something significant about the timing of the Lord. And even when we're talking about the field of dreams, what God is doing, the Matthew 28, the Great Commission, now go! That's what it says, now go. But the Lord is wanting to bring an awakening to the dead things in our life. And I'm not just talking the dead, like a dead body. I'm talking about, listen, your walk with the Lord, your desire, your hunger, your passion. Come on, some of us will only come to church on a Sunday morning. Now, I'm not, I'm not speaking condemnation. Listen, if you're feeling convicted, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm just saying, don't get mad at me. It's truth. Some of us will only come when it's convenient. But the ones that are hungry are the ones you'll see when nobody's looking. See, there has to be a hunger and a desire that drives us. Resurrecting the dead things in our lives. Making us hungry for more. Lord, I just need more of you, God. Listen, I know when Jesus said it is finished, everything has been given to us and we have all access to it. But it doesn't mean that we can't thirst, thirst for more. We can thirst for more. He wants to awaken those things in our life. So then I'm talking about the four. I said it was four years ago today. Lord, what's about the four? And then the Lord began to speak to me about the door. The four means the door. It's the double door. The Lord is now opening the doors of heaven to release the goodness that he has for the bride. You know, when we first came to, to uh, Ohio, I remember we were, we, were, we were parked, I don't know if it was in Bryan or Defiance, where we were, I believe it was Defiance. And I'm in the car in front of the Justice Center, and, there's a, and I'm stuck in traffic. Yes, traffic is in Defiance. Stuck in traffic in Defiance behind a big truck. And on this big truck it said, the Dilly Door! I'm like, what is that about? What is a dilly door? So I go and I begin to look it up, and the word dilly door means the, the, un, the remarkable door. Dilly means remarkable. It means unusual. It means things you can't think of. And here I am in front of the justice center, heaven's justice, looking at the remarkable, unthinkable doors of heaven that are being released. And now we are here on the floor. Let me tell you what, there's something about the doors of heaven that are being opened up to you right now. There's something about the doors of heaven that are being released for the bride to step into, to go, 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 go. Yeah. Jesus. I could go on and go on about this. But I... When you open a door, it gives you access. And the thing you do after you go through the door is you begin to go. And this is where I want to let my brother Daniel come in and share what's on his heart about the go. Come on. 
So I'm going to pray real quick. Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for your glory. I thank you for emergent streams, Lord, and I thank you for what you're releasing in this house, God. I thank you for everyone that has came here, Father God. In the name of Jesus, release your glory. I, first of all, I want to say it's an honor to be even to speak up here on behalf of Emergent Streams and, and Alice and Pete. And um, uh, Felix had asked me to speak at the Band of Brothers, and, uh, and I began to seek God's face. And as I began to seek God's face, he began to speak to me. And what he said was this. He said, don't say there's four months. And in the Gospel of John, the disciples, when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, he said, he said, they said, in four months there'll be a harvest. Jesus said, don't say that there's four months and then a harvest. He says, the harvest is white now. And the, the Lord began to show me in this area, as Alice was talking about the harvest. Uh, excuse me, my voice is about gone. <laughs> uh, but the Lord began to show me, everybody, you know, what's done in the, the natural is happening in the spirit. And as we see in the natural right now in this region, there's so much rain coming that the farmers can't get a harvest. Uh, most farmers have actually said this year they're not even going to plant. Uh, but in a paradigm shift thinking, the Lord showed me it's totally opposite in the spirit. And in the spirit in this region, heaven's rain has came. You know, Paul said in Apollos, Paul was talking about him and Apollos because some were wanting to follow Paul and some were wanting to follow Apollos. And Paul gives a, a description. He said, rather, I plant a seed or Apollos waters. It is God that causes the increase. And the Lord is saying right now, heaven's rain has came to this area. But, but what's happened is the enemy has come in like a flood. The Lord began to show me thoughts, and I could hear thoughts. And what he was saying, and the enemies came in like a flood. And what he said to people, ministers in this area, either the flood of thoughts of saying, uh, uh, the ground's too hard. There's too much religion. People are hurt here. We're in the middle of nowhere. And he began to flood, but the Lord, how many know when the enemy comes in like the flood, God will raise up a standard? And I'm telling you right now, it is harvest time for this region. Me and my, my wife this week, we just seen, that, I mean, since we've been here, we've been evangelizing. But in this last week, there was a shift. I'm telling you right now, I felt it in the spirit. There was such a shift that everywhere we went, we began to share the gospel. People were opening to it. We've seen so many miracles just this week. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, the harvest is ready in this region right now. The harvest is ready, listen to me right now, and the Lord is looking for harvests. You have been sent here, everyone I believe that's in here was strategically sent here by God. You obeyed the go. But as I looked up the definition go, as I begin to look it up, the definition says to travel from move from one place unto another. And, and you have been positioned here and you, you have came, you went on the go, but the Lord is asking you to go out and share the gospel. I'm telling you right now, as sure as I stand here, there is a harvest right now, white. It is ready for harvest. God is moving. The seeds have been planted. Heaven's rain has came. And God is ready to release his glory. I'm telling you, I've seen broken people all week that needed the love of God. I don't know why I'm saying this. Last night I went into an AA meeting. And I sit back because God asked me to. And I was sitting back. And I was listening to all these people. And what was crazy is like, I'm not going to speak. I'm just going to intercede. So, uh, so they come, they go around the room, the room's packed, and everybody begins to talk, and then the guy says, anybody got anything? Everybody said, no. He said, well, let's just open the book. Guess what they opened the book up to? On what's your higher power? I said, here we go. I was the last person to speak. It went around the room, and nobody hardly even believed in Christ. Nobody hardly believed their God was this, their God was the group. Uh, and then other people that did believe said they'd been so hurt by the church that they did not want to go back. 
So it finally comes to me. And this one man said this. He said, you know, he said, I don't think there's any miracle workers in the room right now. Out of the blue, he said, I don't believe there is a God. And I said, oh, now we know that I can't even, I said, I said at the men's breakfast, I can't even tie my shoes right. But the resurrected power of Christ lies in me, and I've seen many miracles. And so it comes to me at the end, and I begin to share it, and, and they say, you know, they give, you know, you begin to share it. And first of all, I didn't say, they, everyone says I'm an alcoholic, or I, and I just said, look, my name is Daniel Harris. And I'm going to tell you right now, my, my higher power is Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, he's real. I, I begin to testify how I got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. I begin to see what I've testified, and their faces were hanging on the ground. God began to minister, and I got to minister to people outside, and it was so powerful. But I'm telling you right now, the harvest is plentiful. Those people right there were white. They were white. They were ripe for the harvest. But who's going to go out? Who's going to go out? As sure as I, listen guys, I'm not just saying this to hype it up. I'm telling you, sure as I stand here, I believe what I'm saying by the power of the Holy Ghost. And everyone that's been sent here, listen, there's been, there's been many prayers. There's been much digging. There's been much seeds planted. There's been much water. Heaven's rain is coming. I'm telling you, the harvest is right. Right now, if we go out, you will see this house filled up. The other day as I was praying, I seen this house filled up. As Alice was talking about Field of Dreams, before me and my wife came here, I began to hear uh, Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, and I was about going crazy. I was like, what in the world? Brandy walks in like God always used her. He, she said, the Lord spoke to me. And I said, what did he say? She said, Field of Dreams. And she began to prophesy about this house. And the Lord began to show me that in the movie, so when we got up here to Ohio, we actually went and got the movie and rented it. Really sit down, and as I was watching it, I realized that all these players, uh, uh, that they came out of the cornfield, and every one of them went to play their position. Every one of them went to first base, second base, third base, umpire, everything, every a pitcher, whatever it was. They began to go and play their position, and they did it full of joy, and they made a mighty team. But in the movie, if you listen to the movie, they begin to say, in the movie they keep saying, if you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. And when he comes, the people comes. And I'm telling you right now, Apostle Pete and Apostle right now, Alice have been used by God. And they brought everybody strategically that is here. When they say build it, they will come. It's talking about the fivefold. And God is brought to this house. He is making, he's bringing a team together. And that means when it's strategically put together, he will come. And when he comes, people will come. I'm telling you, this house is going to be filled up. There is a harvest to be had in this area. I'm telling you, you build it and he will come. Apostle Pete and Alice has come and, the, and, the, and everybody that's here. And I see Travis and Chandy. I see uh, Chris Blong and Jason. I see everybody, every one of you. Every one of you. If you're in this house today, I believe you are strategically been sent here by God. And you've got a part to play. And we, and if you build it, he will come. We are, the, like Alice said, the builders. They are the builders. And, and as we build it, he will come. I'm telling you, the manifest presence of God, the greater glory is coming to this house. Listen, God didn't send me and my wife all the way from Kentucky just to sit around and play patty cake. I'm a son of God, and she is a daughter of God. And I say that not being arrogantly, but I know my God, and I know without a shadow of a doubt we were sent here for revival. I know without a shadow of a doubt you've been sent here for revival. Revival shall come to this house. 
glory shall be written, the greater glory. Like, listen, I've experienced God. I'm telling you right now, I've had wonderful time in God's presence. I've seen uh, meetings that were absolutely incredible. But I'm telling you right now, the greater glory will come to this house. And everybody, there's so many people have come from so many places, just like coming out of the cornfield. I see so many people begin to come in and begin to take their position. And as they do and we play our role, God is going to come. You know, and the enemies lie that we're in the middle of nowhere, just like Phil of Dreams and Alice was talking. As uh, um, Kevin Coster was taught, they were, they were coming against him. They were like, we're in the middle of nowhere. How are they going to come? And she said, she, she began to say that all these cars lined up. I'm telling you right now, the mantles of those that were here before, we have been sent here to pick them up. I'm telling you right now, we're not here by coincidence. You've got to be awakened today to know God is going to move and the harvest is ready. I'm telling you right now, this region, the enemy is a liar. He is a liar. He is a liar. You know, I think about as I'm speaking real quick uh, of Elijah when he came to a place, and he, a place and he wanted to give up. The Bible says he, he was talking, you know, where'd you come from? He said, look, I've come, you know, and they've killed all the other prophets. I'm the only one left. Later in that chapter, the Lord says, I've got 7,000 that have never bowed their knee to Baal. And I know there's seven more than 7,000 in this area that we know not of that have planted seeds, that have interceded for this house, that have watered. And the good news is we get to come in. And let me tell you right now what the Lord showed me sitting there too. In the Gospel of John, in the fourth chapter, at the very end, it says this. He says, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work. You have reaped the benefits of their labor. Everyone that's been sent here is going to see a move of God. And it's come from many years of praying, many years of sowing, many years of water. I'm telling you, the rain is representing the water right now. And there's a move of God to come. And so it's just an honor to be able to speak here and release what heaven's releasing. I also came up here on the 111. I'm literally, me and my wife are standing here on the 111. Literally prophetically brought here. God is, he's just so strategically brought everyone together here. It's so exciting right now. It's so exciting. So I just want to encourage you today to know that the harvest, whatever lie the devil's told, you know, uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise a sander. And I prayed um, Saturday morning, the Lord felt like to pray the anointing to be released, that, that he's going to raise a standard of every thought, every lie that you believed, every stronghold, every agreement you've come in to believe by the devil, that he's whispered in your ear, we're in the middle of nowhere, the ground's too hard, uh, stuff happened here years ago, it's a religious, you know what I mean, whatever it is. And everyone, even online, Jesus wasn't just talking for this place. The harvest is white. Their souls ready every day. Go forth right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Share the gospel. And when I say share the gospel real quick, and I'm going to be done, as I was talking about, and I begin to talk about go, and how the Lord, before we come here, I'd had a dream of the Lord and his arm, and I seen God's arm, and it was glowing. And I seen myself literally in the palm of God's hand. And the Lord asked me this. He said, are you ready to go? Now, in the dream, I could not speak. In the dream, I was taken, and I was shook because it was like God was going to take me home. How many know we're hard-headed sometimes? <laughs> and, and I wouldn't get what he was trying to say at the moment. And I was and in a dream, I literally I could hear my thoughts. And I was sitting in the middle of God's hand. I said, but my wife, Lord, my mama, my children, Lord. And immediately I was awakened, and I went to my prayer closet, and I began to uh, worship the Lord. Immediately I began to weep, and this is not exaggerating. For an hour and a half, I laid on the floor weeping and groaning, but it wasn't a bad cry. When I, when I came up, I, uh, the whole time I was in that dream, seeing myself. I was seeing myself in this dream. I was seeing myself in this dream, and he said, it's for the future. It's for emergency. Immediately I connected with Pete and Alice right after. 
and the Lord was saying, are you ready to go? God, we are right now in a go season. You've been sent here. I just commission you today in the name of Jesus Christ to break off every lie that the enemy has told you about this house, everything that you feel like in this region. For God's not only going to move in this house, but he's going to move in this region. And I just tell you, I just right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we break down every negative thought, everything that you believe that was a lie. And I release you today in the name of Jesus Christ with boldness to go into the harvest, to share the gospel right now, to operate and move in signs, wonders, and miracles. This week, real quick, this young kid at the end of the week, my wife, he was riding his bike back, back and forth, back and forth, and I was tired. You know, the, 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 the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And my wife's like, I think you're supposed to minister to him. And I, I was tired, and I said, Lord, if I'm supposed to minister to this kid, I said, he took off on his bike and went behind the house. I said, he'll come back out. By the time I go in there and come out, sure enough, I walk in the house, come back, he's flying down the road on his bike. And so I begin to evangelize to him. And listen, the Lord began to, and, and I want to say this real quick. Uh, since we took this prophetic class, since I've come to this place, and I'm not, I'm telling you right now, the prophetic has opened up in such another measure for me. When I said yes and came here, my, the provision was crazy. Money began, and I know it was a covering from Apostle Pete and Alice and what they walk in. And, and, and since we've been taking this class, because I came in expecting, I'm telling you right now, yes, I've always moved in words and all wisdom and pride, you know what I mean? But it has increased in such a measure, it's undeniable. I say that not to brag on myself. I'm not saying I am nobody. And let me say it again. I can't tie my shoes right. It's by the grace of God I do anything. But what I'm telling you is you've got to get here to this class. You've got to be a part of what they're doing even in the future. I'm telling you, being in this house, right now the Lord showed me. As they're doing this, I begin to go out and get strategic words of knowledge that were just nuts. I'm telling you right now that were just crazy. And I begin to minister to this one kid. And he said, you know what I was thinking? I said, well, you were thinking about suicide. He said, but, and I said, and you hate your stepdad. And he was like, his face dropped. He said, what are you talking about? How do you know this stuff? You know, and, I, and it led him, ended up leading him to Jesus by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and it's just nuts, man. Another guy that um, we were, you know, I went to Mary's house. We began to evangelize this man. It was a, such a divine appointment. And God's got so many divine appointments set up for you right now. If you were a son of God, Lord spoke to me years ago. Anytime you call, every day is a divine appointment. For a righteous man's steps are ordered by the Lord. If you were in Christ Jesus, his righteousness has been imputed to you. Every day is an encounter with God. Every day is a divine appointment with somebody. So this here was a divine appointment. And as I sit at the table and I begin to talk to him, I said, the Lord gave it to me. I said, your girlfriend, you know, I said, your, your, you know, your girlfriend's cheating on you and you can't forgive her. And I said, your drug dealer just died. I said, and this drug dealer died was your friend, and this drug, he was your friend, but he got you hooked on drugs. Now that he's died, you've got a great anger for him. I said, you're mad at him because not only did he get you started back on drugs, now he's died, you don't even have a connection. You don't even have a plug to get drugs, and you're sitting here, you know, sick and, like, going through it. He said, oh, my God, how would you know that? And I said, the Holy Ghost. And I began to witness to him, and Mary and him can tell you it was an awesome, it was an awesome movement. But I'm just encouraging you right now that the harvest right now is white in this region. I'm encouraging you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit to go because God is moving right now. God has sent his heaven's reign in Jesus' name.